Aloha. Welcome to Lifestyles with Tia, the show where we can get real. Release your secrets and true stories while we celebrate the beauty of multiplicity. It's authentic and real. I love her style and her station. It's the number one station for your stories about life, relationships, and faith. You're listening to your number one station, Lifestyles with Tia. She is simply beautiful. Bless her, bless her, bless her. Your story matters, and we're about to have an open talk, engage, and educate. Now let's get to real talk. Tonight's guest on Lifestyles with Tia is Andrew Mann. He's the author of the amazing true story, Such Unfortunates. Each year, more and more Americans die of drug abuse. And this is the true story of an addict named Andrew and how he was able to overcome his addiction, even though the odds were stacked against him. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you for Thank joining you us today. Thank you very much for having me on. I really appreciate it, Tia. Thank you so much for joining us. So can you tell us about your book and what drove you to writing this? Sure, sure. I had um, I went through some really uh, tough stuff growing up. I grew up in a very abusive household, um, and it led me to a lot of problems with anxiety and depression um, and eventually substance abuse to the point I became full-blown addict, uh, lost everything, and ended up homeless on the street without you know, any real hope in my life. I was basically, um, you know, basically everyone had written me off and I, I didn't see a way out. And I saw a lot of people around me dying and basically everyone thought I was a hopeless cause. And through some people, I, I consider angels in my life that came into my life at a, a time when uh, I couldn't do, they had to do for me what I couldn't do for myself and um, sort of a few of them believed in me, and I was able to turn my life around, actually start becoming a productive member of society. And then I wanted to give back to people. And I saw a lot of people, like some of my friends' parents who had passed away from addiction, uh, came to me and said, uh, how were you able to do this? And my son wasn't. And, uh, you know, this one lady in particular. And so I started telling her my story. And when I did, she said to me, you know, you really need to get this out to other people, she said, because if I would have known what you told me now, I probably could have helped my son before this. And she's like, it really is helpful now knowing what you know. And um, so then I, I really wanted to focus and, and get the story out to help as many people as possible to see that there's another side to life and that addiction can be beaten. And so that's really what motivated me to write the book. So are you affiliated with any um, churches at the moment or anywhere you're going to share your book with? Yes, um, yes. Mm -hmm. Actually, we um, there's a church that my wife and I go to, and uh, we love it. And it's, uh, you know, when I grew up, I really wasn't um, in, I, my parents weren't really big in church. I mean, we went on like Christmas time and stuff like that, but we never really went like we were supposed to. And, um, it really, you know, it, I, it was something I regretted. I had always 
when I was a kid, I would always try to read the Bible. I had a Bible by my bed, and I would always try to read it. And I always kind of felt a connection to God. But with everything that was going on in my life, um, it just was hard for me to, you know, I, I just, there was like that boundary between God and I because of being into drugs and addiction was kind of the opposite of God. And um, it was just, uh, you know, it just kept me away from God when I really, uh, you know, so basically we ended up uh, joining this. It's called Unconditional Love Christian Fellowship Church. And the pastor is a great guy and his wife is really special. We've been to Bible studies. It's really brought uh, a peace into my life that I never had before. And um, I wish... I try to get as many people as possible to go to his church, actually, which for me is completely different from my old life. Yeah, I bet. Um, so what did you learn uh, while writing the book or um, when it was done? Well, when I first tried to write the book, you know, a lot of people said it was like impossible to write a book. Uh, they said everyone says they'll write a book and no one ever finishes it. Yeah, they told me the same thing. <laughs> they said, hey, like 99 out of 100 people say they're going to write a book and no one ever finishes. And I, I kept thinking, what well, was so hard about writing a book? But then when I got into it, it, it is tough. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, just getting it all written. Uh, you know, if you have other things in life, it's really difficult to find the time to do that. And then the editing and the re-editing and all over and over and over. And it's just, it's an unbelievable amount that goes into a book that I, you don't see from the outside. When you pick up a book and you just read it, you just think, oh, but when yeah. I found out all the work that really went into it, it's it's a lot. Yeah. Um, so I learned that from it. Um, I also learned about, you know, uh, promoting it and getting it out there. There's a whole bunch of different things you need to do. Um, I was actually offered a book deal. I sent my manuscript out was offered two different book deals and an agent, and I turned them all down. Um, I didn't like the control they had over it. Um, you know, I thought they, with today's world and the internet, um, was a route that people recommended I try first. Yeah. Um, and you can always go and, and, you know, get a publisher after that. You can get an agent. It doesn't, doesn't matter. And so I went with it and, um, you know, surprisingly, it's it's. I, I've sold a, a lot of books, and I've heard from a lot of people. I mean, just some really. Uh, I had a young girl write to me and say, you know, she was thinking of ending her life until she read my book, yeah. and she's like, she's like, I can see a way out now, and so that made me feel like that's better than selling a thousand books a day. You know, when yeah. I hear something like that. That's really the stuff that means a lot to me. Um, you know, you're putting your life story out there, and so it, it can be a little difficult. You're sharing intimate stuff about you, all the bad stuff as well as the good stuff. And, you know, there was a lot of tough stuff in my life that I had to share. So that was a little difficult, putting all that out there for anyone to say whatever they want about it. But once I did it, I felt better. It was a big weight off me. Yeah. Now, there were some important insights uh, written in your book on how the medical and law enforcement professionals handle, you know, people struggling to survive. Could you please briefly tell us about this? Well, 
I think that, um, you know, the way we're going about fighting addiction in this country is, is really, we're really not on the right aspect to it. And the reason I say this is because the, the present day rehabs that are all government funded, where all the money goes, they send someone to a rehab and they work on the, getting the drugs out of them, which is an important thing. Don't get me wrong. A person needs to do that first. But they don't work on the reason why the person was taking the drugs in the first place. But what I realized through uh, being in this addiction and seeing other people that were like me is that we all had this common bond of a terrible pain inside of us. Most of us had been abused in childhood. We just had. And they searched for something to relieve that pain. So it wasn't some person going out to party that just did this. These were people that were medicating pain deep inside of them. And the, the rehabs we have today aren't fixing that. They're just focusing on the drug. And they're not looking at what is going on with the person. It wasn't until I actually started to heal what was wrong inside of me, not just the drug. The drug is the symptom of a problem inside of me. But what the the world around us seems to focus on is just the drug and not saving the problem behind that. And that's why they have a 3% success ratio right now. And it's 3% is like extremely, extremely giving them a benefit of the doubt on that. Some people say it's closer to 1%. And, um, and I really, one of my main goals, I want to start my own uh, rehabilitation facility um, which sort of doubles as an animal shelter because I've seen a lot of people in addiction, the love animals can give them can just be such healing. And, and there's a lot of people that need a lot of animals that need a place to go. So I thought about sort of combining the two of them into a rehabilitation center where people would actually not only get the help from the uh, drugs, but they get to look at what was wrong inside of them and heal the problems that were going on inside of them until that was healed, they wouldn't be set back into society. I know that you're a um, survivor of sexual abuse and uh, you're also a survivor of recovering addict. Do they kind of go hand in hand or is that how it started for you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I was amazed to find out how many other addicts had been through sexual abuse. It was just, it was almost, um, it was just like this huge light bulb went off in my head. It was just one person after another. Some people, it's a hard thing to admit. For years, I would never admit it, especially with the guys. Mm -hmm. But if I found a common bond between all addicts, the one thing would have been sexual abuse, sadly. If you don't mind me asking, was this like a family member? It was, yeah. (laughs) So, and that, that's what sort of makes it even worse. And so that is why, um, I I think the complete destruction of a child's soul, when something like that happens, especially from a family member that's supposed to love you and take care of you, it just turns you into this wounded child, which puts you at risk for being bullied, for being taken advantage of by other people, because you don't know how to protect yourself. You don't have any healthy boundaries as a child going through that stuff. And um, you talk about this in the book as well. I do. Yeah. Yep. I do. And, uh, you know, and it just, 
it created an awful world for me to live in. I started suffering from anxiety and depression. And the same thing with the doctors and the psychiatrists. All they wanted to focus on was the anxiety and the depression, and they gave me drugs. for that Medicate you. <laughs> Give you medication, right. right? I was 13, and they gave me an adult dose of Xanax. I was a drug addict before I was 14 years old. Yeah. A doctor had given it to me, so nobody said anything. But I was. I was addicted to those drugs after they gave them to me. And um, it wasn't a solution to any problem. It was just, here, take drugs. And then people wonder how someone could ever go out and become a drug addict. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's uh, our system is just, it's sad. And the things I realized and I spoke about in my book, but I, I was just very honest of what I saw and the things I felt I saw. And I, um, and I let the chips fall where they may, you know, and it's, it, it, when you're a victim of abuse, you kind of hold everyone else's secrets in and you're the one that suffers for it. And what type of drug was this? Well, I, I ended up on heroin, mm -hmm. the worst of the worst. Um, I started out on, um, you've heard of Oxycontin. Mm-mm. I don't it's, know a, it's a painkiller. It's a prescription, legitimate painkiller, but it's what they give out to people in severe pain. And it basically does, it mimics your endorphins. And it's just like heroin. It's just heroin has a really bad name. But okay. the drugs that the doctors give you for pain are very similar to it. There's not much different what you can get from a doctor and what you can get from a drug dealer. And so I became addicted to the doctor's medicine first, and then the doctor cut it off, and it became too expensive. And so I went to the street drugs, and that's kind of what everyone's been doing nowadays. They start out on the doctor-prescribed medicine. It's everywhere, and they become addicted to it. And when you become physically addicted to it, uh, the withdrawal is just beyond comprehension. I talk about it in the book. Even if you, even if you don't want to, sorry, my dog is barking. <laughs> sorry, my dog decided to let's interview your dog. Out of there. What's that? Let's interview your dog. Yes, yes. <laughs> I've got two of them. I love the death. They're the best. But oh yeah, I love dogs. Yes. I love animals too. Um, is it true that normally, I'm sure experiences are different for everyone, but is it true that particularly heroin, once you shoot up, there's no turning back, like you get addicted immediately. It's something that I've heard a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, it's like this, okay? Yes, um, the feeling you get from it is, is sort of better than any natural feeling you could ever come close to. You know, it's, it is. It's just much better than it. But really where the addiction comes from is, I would say, after you've done it a few days, your body becomes so physically addicted to it that it goes from the exact extreme where you're feeling the greatest you could ever imagine to you feeling the worst you could ever imagine. Mm. And I mean, it's like the flu times a thousand severe depression, anxiety, nausea, stomach on fire, throwing up, eyes watering, pain, every worst feeling you could ever imagine when you um, come off of the drug, when you go through withdrawal, they call. And that's what really causes people to stay on the drugs. To give you an idea, 
I broke my hand on purpose with a hammer just so I would get drugs to get out of the withdrawal. Sounds awful. Yeah, it's that bad, though. It really is. What plans do you have from here on? Yeah, I thought about maybe writing another book because a lot of people have, have spoke on that. But do I speak at a lot of meetings and I go to rehabs and detoxes and talk to people? I love helping people out that are in my same situation. Yeah. And my goal is, I mean, if financially I could get there or find someone to back me, is to start this recovery center that I want to start uh, to help people out. It would be recovery and an animal shelter together. You should pray on it and see where that will lead you with that. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So what is one important thing you would like to share with our audience? Do you know someone who's suffering with addiction um, or if you're suffering from addiction? I just want you to know if someone like me could get through this, anyone out there can beat their addiction. They don't have to let it run their life or ruin their life or take them into the grave. If I can do this, there is no person out there. I was as bad as the worst addict out there. If if I can do this, there's anyone on this planet can do it. Sure. How long were you addicted to this drug? Uh, on and off about 14 years. Oh, quite a long time. Wow. Oh, yeah. can't yeah. even imagine what you've been through. It's all in the book. It's, it's yeah. been through hell and back. Wow. So where can you be found and reach that? You want to share that Uh, with the audience? Well, you can get my book on Amazon. It's Such Unfortunates is the name of the book by Andrew Mann, M-A-N-N, it's two N's. And um, you can reach me on Facebook is one of the best places, people that they reach out to me. You go to Facebook at Amazing New Book, and that's my book site. Anyone who writes to me, I always get back to you may take a couple of days, but I always get back to you. Or they can go on my author page on Amazon and write to me. Um, but those are the two main areas. It's also the books available on Audible. It's hard copy, and it's on – you can get it on the computer. You can see it electronically on E. If you have a Kindle or any computer or cell phone, you can read it on that too. Great. Thank you so much for the information, and thank you for joining us once again. Absolutely. My pleasure. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by joining my channel. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Don't forget to visit tspage.com, rate, and subscribe. Until next time, mahalo.